And welcome to episode 3 of the Forgotten Clubs Around the World podcast. Uh, welcome back. Um, this week's episode is going to be slightly different, as in we're not going to talk about one particular club like we have in the previous two episodes. But we're going to actually discuss why clubs have fallen by the wayside and dissolved. Um, in particular, we're going to use Irish clubs as an example um, simply because I am Irish and uh, that's where I kind of started off uh, doing my research but we will talk about other clubs in um, different countries and, and their circumstances and situations um, basically just to start off there has been 40 clubs since the Irish League or uh, the League of Ireland started uh, back in um, 1922 um, and actually this Friday is actually um, the 100 year anniversary of when the League of Ireland started um, 1921-22 um, so from from that first uh, season um, only one club still remains well actually sorry two clubs um, Shelburne and uh, Bowes <coughs> only one club has never been relegated of course and that's, that's Bowes um, I know Rovers fans won't like me saying that but uh, that, that, that is the fact. Um, of course, Shells dipped out of the league uh, in the 30s uh, for a little bit uh, when they were suspended by the FAI. Um, they were replaced by a club called Reds United that uh, their fans basically created just to kind of, uh, as a stopgap while Shell, Shelburne were uh, suspended. Uh, a lot of Shells fans probably won't be surprised by that, that the FAI had it in for them. Maybe, maybe that's where... where uh, it all comes from, um, but um, yeah. So out of the clubs, um, as I said, it's only shells and balls that from the first uh, season. They were all Dublin clubs, of course. Um, but clubs like St James's Gate, they're still playing Leinster Senior League. Uh, Jacobs Olympia, um, there was Dublin United, uh, a club YMCA, uh, which were formed from uh, an actual cricket club, um, and Frankfurt. Where, where the other club as well uh, involved Frankfurt uh, played uh, around from Condra. um but yeah as I said most of them clubs uh, gone by the wayside and uh, dissolved um, now we talk about when we talk about uh, clubs dissolving and clubs um, uh, disappearing from the League of Ireland a lot of people say oh it's because you know they're country clubs uh, they're up against the GAA um, blah 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 but what I just mentioned there uh, a lot of Dublin clubs that have gone by the wayside that have uh, dissolved that have disappeared um, so how do you explain that of course GAA is prominent in Dublin more so now with, with how successful the Dublin team uh, are doing um, but there's still six clubs in Dublin uh, at the moment and I mean I suppose you could say Cabin TD are only newly formed and they're doing quite well at the moment um, so is it a GA problem uh, it's a GA problem uh, down in the, the, the country teams like for example Kildare, Kilkenny uh, Monaghan, Turles town when they were in the league was it because GA was so dominant in them towns uh, I would say no I personally Obviously, it's you know, it's always going to be a struggle against the GAA here in Ireland because the GAA is the number one sport, um, or is our national sport. I wouldn't say number one sport because an awful lot of people do, uh, love uh, football, um, but 
it is it is a case where I don't believe the GA is is you know a huge a big problem that many people say. I mean, people can play or go watch or support football and GA like both both sports don't you know they okay they might clash sometimes, and um, but like League of Ireland is a Friday night predominantly. Uh, okay, you have a few games Saturday, maybe one or two games on Sunday with the European fixtures, uh, and GA is usually Saturday and Sunday. Um, I mean, nobody holds a gun to your head and says, oh, you must follow GAA and don't follow football, uh, or soccer in this case. Um, now, I am aware that there is some GAA clubs still in Ireland that kind of frown upon it and would discourage you to follow football. Yeah, we, we know that happens, and we, we know there are certain people uh, that have that mindset. Uh, I don't think it's, it's vice versa. I've never... In my life, um, come across anybody in the football industry or soccer industry uh, that's discouraged any kid from playing GAA um, or anybody supporting a GAA team. Um, now, I'm sure there are people uh, in football that do, but um, I've yet to meet them. But that, that's the first thing. I think I think it's a bit of a myth uh, that the GAA stop or have ruined uh, a lot of uh, chances for clubs to progress and, and it's the reason why clubs have dissolved um, look I've been down I've been to Monaghan I've been to Kildare I've been to um, Torles um, and and while, while like, for example Torles is a GA town obviously GA was founded there in the Hayes Hotel and stuff like that um, you know there's still an appetite for football down there um, so I suppose that brings us on to the next question. Okay, well, if it's not the GA that's stopping it, what, 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 why did Hurricane fall? Why did Kildare fall? Why did Kilkenny and um, Monaghan United uh, fall? Um, I mean, I suppose you have to look at financial aspects here. Um, the finances in League of Ireland, even to this day, are not, aren't correct. I mean, the prize money is not is not sustainable. Um, you know, expenses... For these clubs are not sustainable. Um, I mean, say for example, um, Kilkenny were to join the league. Just say for example, Kilkenny were to join the league again. They had a game up in Finn Harps. They would have to get a hotel, travel, food, all sorts of things just for just for one game. You know, there's a lot of expenses there, and somebody has to put the money in. Um, I mean, okay, people say, well, that's where the fans come in. You pay, you pay your money, um, but. You know, five hundred fans a week isn't gonna isn't gonna cut it because there's so much other things as well, like the League of Ireland uh, uh, license fee that the, uh, each club has to pay. Um, there's all sorts of different fees and different things that you have to have, like uh, you have to have medical, uh, obviously assistance every match day, uh, club doctor. Um, you have to have supplies, you know, footballs, you know, all these essentials, jerseys, everything like that. Um, and people will say, oh, well, you know, that's what sponsorship is for. But people aren't going to sponsor, or businesses aren't going to sponsor uh, football clubs if they're not going to make money out of it. I mean, why would a business, it wouldn't be a great business uh, uh, model if you were to go sponsor a football team that, you know, were only viewed by a couple of hundred people. Um, you know, businesses have to run their business at the end of the day, like... Um, and, and it's just again it's just not sustainable so I suppose financially 
that that's obviously one, and I suppose it's obvious that that's one of the big reasons why teams like uh, Kildare, uh, Kilkenny, uh, Torles, um, didn't and Monaghan didn't survive. Now, in saying that, there are clubs like, for example, Cabinteely, uh, Cove, uh, Finn Harps, you know, smaller clubs that have survived and have been on a smaller budget. Um, so it is it is possible to do. Like I mean, Cove don't no disrespects. They they wouldn't get you know thousands of fans in in their in uh, the stadium of Common Park, um, but they've always been around. They've always just uh, play uh, played within their means financially. Um, okay, they they might have struggled a few times. I, I don't know the ins and outs, but they've always been around and they've always survived. So why can why can't uh, other clubs like you know, at the end, I'm just using Torless, um, Kilkenny, Monaghan, Kildare. Why could they not follow the Cove model? Um, here's why. Here's uh, and this is in in my research uh, over the the forty clubs that I've done. Um, basically, clubs, again, like um, uh, Torless, uh, Kilkenny, Monaghan, Kildare, and I keep repeating the same clubs. It's just because they're the first ones that come to my head. Of course, there's a lot of Cork clubs, uh, Cork Kibs, Cork Celtic. Uh, Cork Alberts, um, Fordsons that were the first Cork side. Um, then there's other clubs, as I said, the Dublin clubs like Jacobs, Olympia, Dublin United, Frankfurt, Drumcondra even, even though they are playing Leinster Senior League at the moment. Um, you know, there's Midlands Athletic. Um, so there, there are plenty of clubs. And here's the reason why, in my research, there's a kind of a pattern. Um, a lot of these clubs kind of reached for the stars. They tried to run before they could walk. Uh, there was no sustainable long-term plan. Spartan Fingal, another one. Uh, Dublin City, um, another one. Uh, they, they, they really just went for success straight away. It's like they didn't want to build anything. It was like they just wanted instant success. They wanted that spark. They wanted that, um, you know, they wanted it all straight away. Uh, you can't build a football club. It's like building a football club on sand. It's always gonna collapse. Um, it was never gonna work. Uh, in Spartan Fingal's case, uh, as we covered in the first episode, they had just one one lad, basically uh, Jerry Gannon, funding the whole thing. He goes, it collapses, it's gone. There's no sustainability to it. Um, or other things like you know, Torless, they they were only in the league five years. They were trying to sign big, big players. They they had big friendlies. Um, they brought over Stoke, uh, for a big friendly. Um, Kilkenny, I suppose you could say just a lack of interest down in Kilkenny. But why was there a lack of interest? You know, they 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 brought well. They brought in Pascoli. They brought in big players, uh, Ty Person and stuff like that. I I would imagine that you know the, you know. Them lads weren't playing, you know, weren't doing it for free. Again, I don't know the figures, and uh, but you know there was a lack of. Uh, they didn't bring in uh, young players from Kilkenny. That was one of the reasons muted for why uh, people were disinterested. Why did they not bring in uh, academy players from around the Kilkenny schoolboy uh, leagues? You know because they were afraid because they thought they wouldn't get success straight away. Um, you know, you need to build. You need to, it could take ten years, fifteen years, twenty years to build a football club into a successful model, um, or maybe you might never be successful, but you'll always have a football club at least. Um, I mean, look at Cove again; they're a great example. Okay, they're not 
not hugely successful. They haven't won a lot of things. Uh, again, this is no disrespect to Cove, but they have had their moments. They got the League Cup finals on recently under uh, Stephen Henderson uh, on a shoestring budget, and he'll tell you that. But he had great lads that he worked with. Um, they've produced some decent players in, in only recently there. Uh, Chase Casabia, who went to Shells, and I think he's now playing with Livingston. Um, Fernandez, uh, who's also with Shells. Um, so, you know, they can do it. Uh, and and I, I believe other clubs can do it as well. They're, they're building something there down in Carlisle Kenny now. And I, I really hope that they actually do build it. I hope they take their time. They don't rush coming back into the League of Ireland when the opportunity does come. Um, and, and they build something, uh, play players from the Carlisle uh, Kilkenny area, not just uh, export um, Dublin lads. I mean, Monaghan, when they were in the League of Ireland uh, under Roddy Collins, they basically trained in Dublin because all their players were from Dublin. There was no players from, you know, the Monaghan, Carlo, that kind of area, really. Well, there probably was one or two, but, there, you know, obviously the majority were from Dublin. Um, and I think that's a big thing. You know, if you have local players playing... Uh, for your, your club there's, there's going to be that connect and you're going to get fans I mean another great um, example is um, the Longford lad Aidan uh, Dervin uh, if I've pronounced that wrong I apologise but he's there at Longford and he is a local Longford lad and he's a door there um, and, and he stayed there I'm sure he's had ample opportunities to move to bigger clubs I think it was me with that Bowles were interested in him after that FAI Cup uh, performance uh, a few years back um, but he stayed there and, you know, fans relate to him and fans uh, look up to him. And, and, you know, young kids look up to him. And then they get involved, they want to go to the matches to watch him. You know, it's that type of uh, cycle that, that really gets the club going. And Longford themselves, OK, again, might, might have had financial troubles and stuff like that, but they're still there. They're, they're still around. Um, so I think that there is that. Uh, okay, so we've gone through the GAA, I don't believe, is is a huge problem. I think that's a bit of a myth. I think that's a bit of an excuse. I think financially, clubs are uh, badly managed, badly, um, you know, badly planned. Uh, thirdly, I think clubs don't have a long-term vision when they do join the League of Ireland. Um, they kind of want to run before they walk. Uh, and then fourth, fourthly, uh, there's no connection between clubs and fans. There's no local connection with a lot of them. Uh, a lot of them again probably ties in with the wanting success straight away that they try to get the best players from Dublin, Cork, whatever, um, and try try uh, put them into a team and, and and there's just no connection with the the local community. I mean. I, I might get shot down for this, but maybe we should be following the GAA model in that we should be playing players in our local parish. Um, I know that that mightn't go down well with football people, but you know, when do you ever hear GAA clubs folding? I know they're amateur. Um, I know players aren't paid. Um, so th there is that. Uh, I'm not naive in, in, in that. But maybe we should follow their model as in uh, play local players, uh, get that connect with the, the local community and the actual football club. I mean, Bohemians are, are doing a great job at it. Uh, I don't agree with everything that they do. I don't agree with uh, some, of the, some of the politics uh, that, that has been brought into it. But they have uh, connected with their community. Um Rovers have done the same. Shamrock Rovers have done the same. Sligo, Sligo Rovers, great example. Uh, their community um, raised uh, thousands there 
only recently uh, during the COVID pandemic and kept kept that club afloat. So, you know, there, there is that. You need to have that community feel to keep a football club going, I feel, here in Ireland. Um, it's quite different than the rest of the world, which we're going to move on to. Um, the rest of the world, in places like, um, I suppose, Scotland, um, Spain, Italy, um, you know, maybe not Scotland, Spain, Italy, that's probably a bad example. Uh, Spain and Italy, if we're going to mainland, um, mainland uh, Europe, Austria, stuff like that, um, it is an awful lot just financial. Um, I mean, again, those clubs are just falling behind what, what is happening in Europe, in mainland Europe. I mean, a lot of clubs are getting richer and therefore a lot of clubs are getting poorer. Um, like, okay, Austria, for example, RB Salzburg, uh, you know, funded by Red Bull, um, you know, who have billions and billions. Um, and, and you look at it and clubs like... Uh, a club that I covered, uh, GAK, uh, Gratz AK, uh, who followed a few years ago, who were only competing in uh, the Champions League and stuff like that. They played Liverpool back in the early 2000s. Um, you know, they just can't compete with the likes of RB Salzburg and stuff like that. Um, some Gratz, uh, I suppose, can, but they've, they've got a huge following because they're the big, the big team in that city. Um, in Italy, I mean clubs like Palermo, um, they 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 folded because, because of financial reasons. Um, it's not it's not a lack of interest because they're they're football mad in Italy, and it's not a lack of community because Italian clubs are usually followed by, you know, their their local community or their local town. So if you're from Palermo, you usually follow Palermo, um. If you're from Napoli, you're following Napoli. Um, the, the only exception is there is there is a lot of people from the south of Italy that would follow Juventus, but that's because there's a lack of clubs in the south of Italy. That that's just a, a thing there. Um, but generally, if you're from a club or a town, you usually follow that club or town, and it's, it's the same in most uh, mainland Europe places. France. Um, if you're from Lille, you support Lille. If you're from Lyon, you support Lyon. You, you you very rarely find somebody in Lyon supporting PSG. Um, I suppose England is a little bit of an exception. Um, whereas you get a lot of London people supporting Man United, Liverpool, and stuff. That's that, but that that exception is because United Liverpool are so. So big, I suppose. Look, Dublin people support United Liverpool. United Liverpool are the exception because they're global worldwide. But just going back to the point, um, mainland Europe is not so much because disinterest. It's it's mainland Europe clubs are folded because of financial bad financial planning. Um, look what's happened with Barcelona at the moment. They look like they're they're up against the ropes. Now I don't believe they'll go bust, but they are gonna have a few tough years uh, because bad financial planning. Um, but it's 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 just it's it's a case that in in all different in all different places in the world there's different reasons. Um, as I said, Ireland it it, it seems like there's just a lack of community involvement with the with the local clubs. Um, in in England it seems to be just 
in England it seems to be an owner issue, as in a lot of clubs going bust because there's one owner and he seems to try to strip the assets and he's, he's trying to make a, a quick buck off them and then when he doesn't, he just kind of throws the club away. That's what I found in, in a lot of uh, research doing a lot of clubs in in, uh, in England and the UK. I mean, Burley, prime example, Steve uh, Dale, um, doing that to Burley, he's a prime example of that. Um, I mean, mainland Europe, I think it's just bad financial planning. Um, a lot, a lot of clubs just, just, it's bad financial planning. I think as well, the the rich clubs are getting richer, the poorer clubs are getting poorer. Um, I think that's what's happening there. Um, I mean, in Italy, there only recently a good few Italian clubs went bust. Uh, Capri, uh, which is just an island off uh, the coast of Na- Napoli, um, Chievo, uh, which were were only uh, recently competing in Serie A, they went bust. Um, again financial planning although they are a small town um and then they kind of share uh their support with uh Hellas Verona uh who basically have the majority of the sports around that area. Um if you were to look at say then places like South America, which I haven't really I haven't really uh dealt, gone into but will do when when obviously yeah writing the the book uh Forgotten Clubs, fifty clubs around the world. Um I would imagine in South America it's still money as well. Uh, again, I don't think it's disinterest. I think, uh, you know, if you're from a town, you're you're quite loyal to that town in South America. Um, I think it's, it's a financial thing in South America. I think a lot of, uh, a lot of clubs are built up in poor areas um, and they don't, they don't ask their, their fans for money an awful lot of time. An awful lot of times fans get in for free um, because they don't have it. They basically don't have the money to pay to go watch the game. So if the clubs did ask for money, they wouldn't get the fans. Um, you know, and 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 that's that's what I've gotten from uh, South American clubs. You know, that's only a, a small insight. I could be totally wrong there. I've only looked at a handful of clubs there. Um, I suppose then if you look at the USA, I suppose they're competing. Uh, the the reason why a lot of clubs probably fall over there, they are franchises. Uh, a lot of m- moving and throwing uh, with clubs from from different states. It's it's quite bizarre. Like you you would have, say, um, a, a club say in Georgia, Atlanta would move to Colorado or vice versa, um, which actually happened. The club in Colorado moved to Atlanta, and that's how Atlanta reformed, uh, back in the nineteen seventies, uh, nineteen seventy nine, I think it was, um, and and the franchise get moved around. I think it happens in 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 all sports in America that happens in the the NFL and, and baseball and stuff that their owners would basically pick up the club from whatever state they're in and bring them to another state it'd be like a, a car club moving to Dublin um, it's, it's quite bizarre the United States model is quite bizarre but that that's one of the reasons why clubs uh, f- you know, follow that and as well they, they do have a generally they are battling against uh, other sports like baseball like ice hockey like basketball and like NFL um, soccer is down the pecking order but it is it is making a, a you know strides with the MLS uh, that as I said they brought in the marquee signings over the years Beckham um, our own Robbie Keane the Latin Ibrahimovic etc Um so I suppose that in different places in the world, there's different reasons for why clubs are dissolving. And um, when you know, going back to Ireland, what do we do? The big question is: Well, 
okay, you have the answers of why we're, why clubs are dissolving, why the Forza clubs are dissolving. How do we stop this? How do we progress? Um, personally, my opinion is we do need more clubs around our country to gain more interest in the League of Ireland. I mean, people say, oh, yeah, you're supporting Liverpool, you're supporting Ireland, you're supporting local. That's great if you have a local team to support. But a lot of counties in Ireland don't. Like big counties like Kerry. Nobody in Kerry is going to support Cork City. They're not going to. So who do they support? They're obviously going to support Liverpool or United. Because they don't have a club in Kerry. There should be a football club in Kerry. Um, Mayo, another county. Who are they going to support? They're not going to support anybody. They're not going to support Galway United. They're not going to support Sligo Rovers. Um, they're no affiliation with them clubs really, do they? They're in a different county. There should be a, a, a football club in Mayo. Um, and the FAI should be helping to build these football clubs in Mayo. Whether it's already an established club, like say Casabar Celtic, or the Mayo, uh, Mayo University, or the Mayo District League, or whatever. Um, the FAI should be helping to develop these clubs, schoolboy clubs, uh, into senior clubs, into you know League One clubs. That's a natural progression. I mean, there's plenty of clubs in uh, Dublin and, and in the Leinster Senior League that could that could make the step up, but they won't because it's not worth their while and they're not getting the help from the FEI to do so. Um, I mean, St Francis wanted to rejoin the league. They were already in the League of Ireland. They dropped out because obviously it's not financially viable. Uh, they wanted to rejoin, but they couldn't because whatever reasons. But um, they should be given help to join, not knocked back. Um, you know, places in the Midlands, um, there's Port Leash AFC, they play Leinster Senior League. Port Leash is a big town. Can they not have a League of Ireland uh, side? I mean, I, I, that, that's what I'd be working on. Obviously, you have to start at grassroots levels, build it up to senior level, and then work your way up to League of Ireland level. That, that, that should be the natural progression. Um, and obviously you can still have your, your, your grassroots levels, even if you are a League of Ireland club. Look at Bowles, they, they've joined with uh, St. Kevin's, they have grassroots levels basically. Um, I'm sure Rovers, uh, Sligo, you know, they all still have grassroots levels, um, you know, intermediate levels and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it just needs a long-term plan. It really does. I know people are probably sick of that, uh, hearing that term uh, especially with the even the Irish national team long term plan but League One does need a long term plan and we need more clubs in more counties that's my opinion uh, you may disagree and you may say oh no why bother they'll just all fall like Kildare like Monaghan like Torres like the car clubs um, that's my opinion I think we need to have a proper goal we need to have a long term plan we don't need to just sprout up clubs one one at a time um and, and kind of just give them a load of money and hope that they they get success and and magically get fans you need to build it up if if it is a case that you get a club down the country and they only get 20 fans for the first season so what build on that get 50 fans the next season get 80 fans the third season get 100 fans you know target target these little these little uh you know goals these little targets that's what you should be doing um and a great example is, and I always say it uh, on LinkedIn, is uh, I think Coca-Cola only sold something like a few bottles of Coke in their first few years of being established. Now look at them, you know. Um, so it's little by little. The great saying, Rome wasn't built in the day. Couldn't be any more uh, uh, apt here. And I think that's, that's what we need to do. We need to build up clubs around our country and build our league. It's not going to happen overnight. Nobody's saying it's going to happen overnight. 
Uh, and I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm right. It could take 10, 20 years uh, to happen. But when it happens, when we do have a sustainable uh, top quality league, and, and, and we do have quality in our league, that's another point that I, I may say. People say, oh, League of Ireland's not great quality, and that's why people don't come watch it. That's rubbish. We have great quality players. Quality players playing all over our country um, and all over in our league. So look at the Irish national team, made up of players that played League of Ireland. Uh, Bazuna, the goalkeeper, played with Rovers. Uh, Seamus Coleman, um, you know, uh, James McLean, um, Jamie McGrath, I don't talk. So, we, we, you know, we can produce, in League of Ireland, has produced uh, top quality players over the years. Keith Fahey, uh, one of my favourite players to play uh, or to watch, you know, same path. Um, Players that didn't play for, uh, you know, uh, Ireland, I suppose, Conan Bourne, uh, Chris Shields, um, uh, Chris Forrester. Uh, you know, top quality players uh, that, that you'd go watch uh, and they'd entertain you. So that, that again, that's another argument that I, I feel that people, um, it's not an argument, it's just quality in our league. Uh, people go, oh yeah, but they're all plumbers and builders and all. So what? They still provide entertainment on a Friday and a Saturday. Um, you know, and, and to be honest, I've seen more entertaining games in the League of Ireland than I have in the Premier League. Um, yes, the Premier League is quality, but that's because they, they've got the money, they've got the facilities to make themselves quality. Um, but, you know, there's still quality. If you gave that the facilities and, and the money and all to the League of Ireland, imagine what it would be like. I suppose that's a different different topic altogether. But, I mean, that, that's my opinion. Uh, progression has to be has to start somewhere and if it does take you know 10 15 20 years so be it uh, at least it'll happen and it'll be something that you're proud of at the end of the day um if you agree with anything i said maybe you don't more than likely you don't uh, if you disagree uh, please do leave a comment uh, on our t- uh, twitter um under where i post this um and I will uh, be putting up a vote for the next club that we'll cover uh, on the Forgotten Clubs uh, Around the World podcast um, on uh, Wednesday uh, evening. Um, I'd like to also thank our sponsor, uh, Elevation Styles, uh, and uh, the CEO, Tawanda, will actually be joining us uh, fairly soon uh, to come on to the show. Um, he's got a, a little bit of football knowledge to share with us as well, um, and he's been... Uh, you know, really excited to come on to the show. Uh, you, you, you'll enjoy him. He's a top quality lad. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's all from me. A little bit longer uh, show today as I kind of went on a bit of a ramble. Um, but uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, please do share. Um, please do listen to the previous episodes. Uh, episode 1, Spartan Fingal. And episode 2, Uncle Kenny City. And uh, we'll be back next Monday evening. Uh, cheers and thank you.